You're listening to the Straight Talk Podcast with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery, a.k.a. The Voice of Gospel Radio. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate you as always. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast. We would love to have you get weekly shows, laugh a little bit, get a little bit of information, and just enjoy the podcast that's taking over the nation. When the phone rings, most of us answer the call. We get a text message, we answer the text. But what if God is calling you to ministry? Are you going to answer that call? At Central Christian College of the Bible in Moberly, Missouri, we exist for the sole purpose of helping people answer God's call. Since 1957, Central Christian has been preparing students for the pulpit, for the choir, for the mission field, and for the church. If God has placed a call in your heart, call us at 660-263-3900 or check us out online at cccb.edu. Have you been to Miss G's Touch of Soul? They cooking up something good over at Miss G's one of Missouri's best-kept secrets. Stop by and try the fish and chicken, and if you have a healthy appetite, go for the Mad Men. They're located at 1301 Vanderbilt Suite E, open Tuesday through Saturday from 11.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Serving the community for over three years and cooking up food that will touch your soul. Hey, and don't worry about eating at Miss G's. It's easy on your wallet, so that means you won't pay much. Come on by and try for brunch or early dinner. Like the social media pages and see what they're cooking up at Miss G's Touch of Soul. Are you a local entrepreneur looking to start your own business? Are you having a hard time getting folks to notice your items on your social media site? Maybe you're looking for a place you can find things you can't find in any store or online. Well, come on by Como Flea Swap, open twice monthly in Columbia on Wagon Trail Road. Como's Flea Swap is the place where vendors and customers can interact. So come on by and go on the hunt for that must-have treasure at Mid-Missouri's only outdoor flea market. Open every first and third weekend each month. For vendor information, call or text 573-309-3777. Come on, Flea Swap, to find that must-have treasure. You're listening to Straight Talk with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You ain't missed nothing. You just in a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Straight Talk in a minute.
KOPN Mid Missouri source for in-depth news, diverse talk, music of the world. It's more than radio. It's community radio. Thanks to everybody listening out there. Riding around in your town of Paris, Missouri, Kingdom City, Russellville, Sedalia, Sturgeon, Mobile, Missouri. Mexico, High Point, Herman, and Ashland. Thanks for rocking with your boy Ricardo Montgomery, aka the voice of Gospel Radio. Hanging out with you on this day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Got a great show lined up, y'all. Y'all hanging with your boy today is straight talk time. So yeah, I got a great show lined up for all of y'all. Man, I'm telling y'all, we're going to talk about it today, man. They got a couple of different topics we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about mental health today. And we also are going to bring back, um, we had the 100-year anniversary of uh, the um, Tulsa Massacre. And I'm uh, going to have someone who was on the field out there, or somebody who was on the line out there just um, talking to people. Uh, was out there doing the anniversary and was talking to some folks and get their take on you know, being in that atmosphere and what is, you know, what it's like to talk to those people, um, you know, because a hundred years is a long time, and 
you know, not trying to start on that because I want to get into that a little later on. We'll also talk about the up and coming show. Um, Straight Talk is moving. So I try to dive in and give y'all a little bit of what to, what's to come on Mondays at 6 o'clock. Uh, Mondays at 6 p.m. Starting February 14th. I mean, not February. <laughs> I'm all the way. Starting June 14th. Starting June 14th. Um, what's to come for Straight Talk? And, uh, you know, I. You know, uh, I know a lot of things and shakeups and uh, things like that, but I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, it's going to be a uh, a beautiful time. I I, I believe um, what the uh, what the powers that be that have for this show and the things that we can do, um, we'll do some great things. And I feel in my spirit that uh, this show will do some uh, do some amazing things in the community. Talk about a lot of community issues and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for the challenge. And I hope you all join me uh, starting on June 14th, going into Juneteenth. <laughs> so uh, look forward to that. But um, like I said, we talk about mental health. And uh, so I'm just giving you all a little taste of what's what's to come for the show, uh, because I really want to dive into a lot of different topics. And, and I've been seeing a lot of, in the news about Naomi Osaka. If you don't know who she is, she's a 23-year-old uh, professional tennis player. And she withdrew from the uh, French Open uh, earlier this week to um, because of mental health. She decided that she wasn't going to speak to the media. And... Um, and so she got fined and then she decided to withdraw because she felt like she was bringing too much attention to herself and not letting the other athletes who are participating in the tournament um, perform and not have to answer questions about her. And she mentioned she brought up, uh, you know, her mental health. She's been dealing with depression and anxiety. And so, you know, she's an athlete and, and we always put athletes on a higher pedestal. Because we see people like the Sabrina Williams, uh, the athletes like the Kobe Bryants and the Michael Jordans and the LeBron James, who, you know, answer the questions and, they, and you hear the narrative that they make it through all the rough times. And, you know, even the Steph Curry's, you know, um, all these things that athletes go through. And normally when you do have to do an event like the French Open or uh, if you're in the you know NBA playoffs or if you're in these things, it's just a little backstory. You know, talking to the media is like part of the job. And sometimes, sometimes the folks in the media do take things a little too. They take it personal. Because let's say like if LeBron James didn't want to talk, it's like in the news for like a week. LeBron James didn't want to talk. He didn't want to talk. He didn't want to talk. Uh, what's going on with him? You know, and then you start digging more and more in people's personal lives and stuff like that. But with Naomi, Naomi brought up mental health and her mental health, and she wasn't afraid to talk about it. And she said that uh, the, since the first time that she won a major tournament was a few couple years ago, uh, 2018, how that affected her beating someone who was like her idol because she beat Serena Williams, who was her idol. And, you know, and it didn't, you know, normally when you win, you know, some people, some athletes just have a hurrah 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 you know and if let's say like Kobe Bryant beat Michael Jordan you know it'll be a great accomplishment Kobe probably would feel a certain way but you know he would feel like I worked to get to this point and I think Naomi felt like she worked to get to the point to beat her but at the same time people was really rooting for because they didn't know who she was they was really rooting for Sabrina Serena Williams 
and they gave her a hard time and fans did and media didn't know who she was at the time and you know gave her a hard time because she beat Serena Williams and it was like Serena is you know the greatest women's tennis player ever and she gets beat by this young girl who's like where did she come from and she put in the work but the things that came behind her victory just pro, you know helped develop those things and um, I feel for her and I think but I'm, I'm so proud that she did that because now she opens up the door for all of us to talk about mental health and looking up mental health you, I didn't know this but one in four um, one in four deal with mental health one in four so that means if you have a family of five one of y'all are dealing with mental health issues now think about that because we don't think about those things we think we take a lot of things in life for granted um, but when it really comes down and bogs down to what we should be doing we should be paying more attention to our mental health and as a and then you know if you start to having to go someone if you know god forbid that you have to deal with the mental health community and like going to hospitals and things like that this is where i think we need to be putting our focus at um because a lot of families don't know how to deal with this a lot of families don't know how to deal when they have someone with a mental health issue a lot of families don't know where to go what to do how do do they prepare to do things and I think Naomi opens up this door for us to have a discussion but everybody want to focus on what she you know her her mental health focus on her which it's only going to do is drive her anxiety up higher it's only going to do is drive her into more depression but if we have an open discussion and really focus in on how do we help people get better and have people around to help people get better then I think we can help curve those numbers. But I mean, when you see the numbers, one in four, and that's from the uh, Community of Hearts, uh, which is a uh, mental health uh, advoc- advocates training. Um, you know, you can go online, communityofhearts.org, and see all the information they have on there. But they're saying one in four people live with mental health issues. And so I want to be able to have this discussion with you all because it's something that we especially in the Christian community and it's not talking about you know race or nothing like that but in the Christian community we kind of just blow mental health issues off and we shouldn't you know you know it's okay to pray for someone it's okay to lay hands on people it's okay to um believe what God's going to do and he's going to fix it but at the same time we still need to go and get the proper help and not just say oh well that's just this or that's just that let's get the proper help let's get the proper someone who knows some mental health issues and put them in our churches and, and let's have a discussion let's not preach every Sunday about what's going on and this and that but sometimes let's bring someone in even if it's in the announcements portion and let's have a discussion about mental health issues we we talk about a lot of other things and people want to balance things out it's a you know a lot of race stuff they want to balance out a lot of um you know other things that want to balance out but we forget the one thing 
that we all are dealing with and that's mental health and it's only getting worse i mean if you if you look at um i i don't know but if you look at um if you try to get an appointment you could be months away from trying to get someone to sit down and talk with you about your mental health and it could be too late we shouldn't have that it should be just like the er like if you come in there if you have a heart condition or if you in the midst of thinking you're gonna have a stroke you go straight to the back and see the doctor and if someone comes in with mental health and they like you know this person has a mental health straight to, no no we don't need to do all this other stuff take them to, to the back let's get them let's get them with a let's get them with a therapist let's get them with somebody let's 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 start to figure this thing out what it is if it's high anxiety okay well you know what it's anxiety we're going to work on it we got some things to help you with your anxiety if it's depression we have some things to help you because all these things cater to other things we come become bigger things and we don't know what some people are dealing with we don't know what people are dealing with because this thing is invisible and with it being invisible it makes it hard to see i mean it's, it's easy to see you know someone and doing something and then you say oh something's wrong with that person no we shouldn't do that we should want to try to hey do y'all know is he you know should i help make a phone call or are you guys okay and then the folks oh no we're fine he's okay she's okay because this is something that you know on the straight talk naomi osaka could thank you for opening up this discussion because it needs to be happening you know too many people some people have lost their lives because of mental health things because you know people can't people can't understand it because well i told you to do this but it's a mental thing they can't compute it so what you're saying to them it takes a while to compute so you're going to keep bringing force and they're going to it's going to take them longer to they're going to resist more because it doesn't some things just doesn't work or you may have their anxiety up very high or they may be in a deep depression we don't know and so a lot of times we talk about certain you know especially one thing police reform we're looking at trying to balance out mental health and criminal stuff because everything isn't just criminal we have to find a balance here and I believe that's what God wants for all of us. I mean, you know, I don't have to throw a Bible scripture at you all the time. Say, oh, this is it. But this is truth and love. This is truth and love. And one thing we we should do, especially in your community, my community, is really value how to take care of our people who are hurting from mental health and try to make life as best as we possibly can for them because they deserve the best it's not no one's fault you shouldn't be embarrassed you should get the help that you need you should be able to be taught how to deal with this if you have a parent if a parent is trying to take care of a child they don't know what to do because they only know what they know and this is a whole new world for them, just like it's a whole new world for that child. Or if a person is going through, a spouse is going through mental health, that wife or that husband has no clue what to do. 
and that person wife or husband boyfriend or whatever you want to call them don't know how their life is going to be so everybody's going through a change everybody's adjusting and then there's no help for anyone takes months to get in to see one person so the person that's dealing with it get help then the person who has to live with the person who loved that person never gets help just to figure it out on their own which caused them to go into hate to say it mental health because that's depressing that's high anxiety you don't know what to do and you're trying to figure it all out on your own So I thank you, Naomi, for opening up that door and saying those things and standing on your principles. Because sometimes we don't get it and we talk about it, but we never take time to break it down. We never take time to break it down. And when you look at the stats, one in four, one in four people are dealing with mental health issues. With so many people in this, so many people in your, so many people in your house, like I can't even get the words out. So many people in this country is what I was saying. So many people in your area is what I was trying to. But then people in your house, think about that. If it's four people in your house, one, possibly. So we got to do better. We got to do better. Got to be better. We get, we got to help our people. We got to help ourselves to understand difficult and try to help with these mental health issues because it's a lot of people dealing with it. And it's not just even in that one and four, but the entire four is dealing with it because everybody got to make adjustments. Families got to make adjustments. Grandparents got to make adjustments. Cousins got to make adjustments. A lot of people got to make adjustments. Friends. All these people. And then we can't sweep it under the rug as if it's nothing. We really have to start to pay attention and really take care of ourselves mentally and physically. Because we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. But we can help make a better tomorrow for all the ones that's coming forward and the ones that's dealing to get them the proper help they need let them know that they're loved let them know that people really do care for them there's so many different things with mental health I mean there's so many different avenues and it's you know you know, you hear about anxiety, so you kind of sweep that on the rug. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. what some people do, you know, depression. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. And especially, like I said again, in the church, don't matter what church. It's not about the black church or the other church. No, no, just God's people. It's we we deal with it. We have the worst way of dealing with it because we just say, okay, well, God will fix it. But we have to do our part. Faith without works is dead. So we believe God's going to do it. Let's do our part and let's try to get those people in the areas that they need to be. Try to get ourselves in those areas so we all can work and show love 
Cause love conquers everything And that's part That's part of what I'm talking about today y'all There's one thing Straight talk Like I said I'm so bring up the um, Tulsa massacre you Got someone's gonna call us in Who's on the ground Talk with some people out there Let's get their take About What it was like to be there During the 100 years I mean It's 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 amazing to me How People when they talk about Reparations to the families um, And how people get upset over that Like how are we going to do that They had nothing to do with this How are we going to do that How are we going to do this But at the same time It's like those families Got take, got everything taken away from them And they had Something to build their families on Had a business So many businesses got burnt down And so you just throw away That family's wealth That family's we don't know what they could have done. Three over three hundred people died. We don't know who could have came out of those three hundred that could have died. We could have had somebody who knew how to cure cancer. Could have had the next president. Could have had uh, some amazing generals for the military. We could have had some awesome doctors. We could have had some great lawyers. We don't know because they was wiped out, and that family took a huge hit took a step back generation or two took a generational or two step backwards and then now we're saying like that's not important it's amazing to me some some of the things that we try to do it's amazing to me because we don't know and I think they should get reparations I do and if you know you want to call me up and talk to me about that please do but I do think those families should get reparations because they didn't ask for that it wasn't like they was out there bothering people or causing a war or you know you know running around just terrorizing people and this is what we this is what this country had to do to stop that no they was just at home they were just at home working in their business Living the American dream. And then these things happen. Got a call online. Call, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Oh, this is this is who I was talking about, y'all. This is uh, Therese Garnier, who was a reporter for the National. I don't want to say your company, but she's a, she's a reporter. <laughs> I'll let her do all that. But uh, she was out there in, uh, in Tulsa. Um, talking to the people and uh so tell us uh Therese how was it to be out there for you not work-wise but for you to physically be standing out there while history you know reliving this history as history is being made well first and foremost it was my first time in Oklahoma so that was the first thing um and just as I landed and I arrived I realized like you just said, what moment I was about to be a part of, what I was about to witness. Um, and it, it kind of reminded me, I grew up on a farm out in Michigan, and we had a small town, and kind of reminded me of that. Like, it was very kind of quiet, and even in the city-type areas, it was just very, almost like deserted, I want to say. I, I expected a lot more people, a lot more traffic, I guess, compared to D.C. <laughs> it's very different. Um, but then once I got near the Greenwood area, it was just, I don't even, words can't really describe it. Just knowing being there where something so terrible had happened a hundred years ago, 
and how resilient people were. You know, the fact that a lot of these folks who um, were descendants still remained in the area and were around these folks that murdered their family members and destroyed their businesses and destroyed their homes. And I think that was the main question I had when I went there was, you know, how could your family stay in an environment where this happened? And they said, you know, they were terrified. They were terrified to leave. They were terrified to say anything. And so they all just kept quiet about it. And, you know, they would discuss it among themselves, but that was about it. And so it was just seeing that resiliency, being on the ground with the folks there and how hopeful they are and, and how they are pushing, you know, to have some kind of amends made, um, you know, to the survivors and the descendants as well. And so just being on the ground there to witness that, it was a moment in history. It was sad, but it was also uplifting to see how the whole community had got together to take this stance with those who are still remaining and those who are still suffering from um, the incident that occurred in 1921. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing to, to me also, especially when you say, like, um, there there was no anger it was still love for descendants and you know and they stayed there but you know knowing the history but um now feeling i guess free to just start discussing it because that was a terrible time and i'm sure that you know coming up through the years over those 100 years it was a difficult conversation to have well, while I was there, I actually had the honor of speaking to one of the survivors, um, Hugh Van Ellis. He is an Army veteran, and he was about, uh, I believe, around six or eight months old when the incident happened. And so basically the story he gave me was what his sister, he was one of six, um, what his sister had told him because she was older, and so she was able to remember more of the sites and everything. And, and one of the things that was mentioned was the trauma of it. Every time they're asked about this incident, they're reliving it. They're being re-traumatized. And, you know, even Mother Fletcher, who was uh, Hugh Van Ellis's older sister, she's 107, she even, you know, stated that she still can hear the gunfire. She still can see the bodies on the ground, you know, and, and just thinking about that, living in an environment where you had to witness that, see that, and then now you're being constantly asked about it, which in a sense, it's a good thing that this story is getting out there because, you know, from what we've seen in history, th- this whole incident was uh, almost per se a cover-up. The, the government tried, or not the government, but the city tried to cover it up. And so now the fact that this is coming out, it's good because, one, it's getting closure for those families because now they know this is out there. People know that this happened and that this wasn't right. And now at the same time, too, they feel their voices can be heard. They feel they can safely talk out about it and not have some sort of risk to their lives. Not to say that they don't still, but I believe that the feeling has diminished to some extent. But just hearing their stories, I mean, when I was talking to Hugh, it just brought tears to my eyes because for someone who survived something like that and then to go and serve in the military, now he was drafted. But he proudly served, and he did his duty for two and a half years. And to find out that he was still discriminated against, treated poorly because of the skin, you know, the color of his skin. And then once he got out, not getting assistance from the military, finding work, and then he still had to deal with racism in the community and around because that was during a time of segregation. It's just baffling how hopeful he still was and how amazing that he still believed in America after all of that, after experiencing you know, these 
tragic events in his life. And so it was just, it was inspiring that if someone who says that when he was six months old, the uh, debate on race was happening, and now a hundred years later, it's still happening, but yet he says he still has hope. He still has hope that things will get better. For me, it was just like, it took a lot not to, you know, tear up and cry because for me, it was like, wow, I'm literally sitting in front of a hero. He has literally lived through everything and still believes in America, still has hope that things will get better. And so for me, it's just that resiliency and not anger. There's not anger. It's more of, all right, this is what needs to be done to make this right. We're not going to be angry about this anymore. We're just going to speak up about it. And so that was the sense I got while I was there on the ground. You know, that's awesome. And, and you know, a lot of times people, especially when you're a um, reporter in the field, um, talking to people, you know, the story sometimes affects you. And, you know, like you said, you stand in history, you get to talk to this great young man um, at, at 100 years old who's telling you about his life and you're like oh my god look at all these things and and you know how do you I guess when you look at yourself and you go back and you have to talk to like say your parents or your family and you say hey I was here and how does these stories you know kind of just stand out like some just separate where he's like this is going to stay with me for the rest of my life well first and foremost I grew up loving history. Like, that's my favorite topic. And so the fact that I didn't even know about this event, that this ever occurred, uh, was one thing. And then to learn about it and learn how it was covered up and hidden and not taught in schools, for me, I'm just like, wow, because this would have been one of the things I would have studied. I, like I said, I had different events in history, you know, I gravitated towards and studied thoroughly. And so this definitely would have been one of those. And just the fact that I didn't know about it, when I went to go talk to my friends and family, they were like, what massacre? 1921 massacre? What are you talking about? They didn't even know about it. And so, you know, I kind of mentioned it to them. And they're all like, yeah, okay, we never heard of that. But then once I got on the ground and I started going in depth of this is what happened to Black Wall Street. It was a prosperous city, all black-owned businesses. Everyone was doing amazingly, you know, and, you know, an incident happened, you know, so I went through the whole process of what happened. Incident happened on the elevator, explaining it to him. And, and it was just like, literally everyone I spoke to was like, what this happened when, where, and they started looking it up and researching it. And so for me, like I said earlier, it was eye opening. Um, also the fact that I got to share what I saw with others and share that information for those who haven't heard about it. It was just like, wow. And just, there was one part, um, they had a parade for all the survivors, and there was one part where a group of um, individuals came up dressed in all white, and they were doing some kind of, like, praise or kind of homage to the survivors that were in this um, horse-drawn carriage. And I, I wasn't sure, I didn't get the name of the group, but it was just so amazing. They were kind of doing certain dances, and they were singing these songs. I believe they were, um, I don't know the language specifically, but it was, it was an African language. And just seeing that, honoring these folks who literally are over 100 years old. I mean, this is amazing, the fact that they've lived this long, you know, um, through everything. You know, most people don't even live to, to their 90s. And so living through that and living to be the age that they are, that they may be able to see the end result of this fight that they've been putting up, that maybe their families will get the justice that they seek. And so for me, this stood out for me because not only – you know, 
showing perseverance. But like I said, when I interviewed Buben um, Ellis as a military member, I served in the military. My whole family, you know, I come from a long line of um, folks who have served. And for me, it was just like, wow, like this is this. As a young person, this gives me hope that don't ever give up hope in what, you, what you're looking for, what you're hoping for, and fight for what you feel is right. No matter how old you are, you could be 100 or 107, it doesn't matter. Don't give up that fight until you get what you want. And so that was what was inspiring to me. That was what I picked up from there. And just be grateful. Be grateful and appreciative for everything that you're given because – you don't know. Like, we, we're dealing with a pandemic, but back then they were dealing with their neighbors wanting to murder them and kill them because they were, being, they were successful and they didn't like people in the African community being more successful than them. So it makes you, it just opens your eyes and makes you realize, oh, I'm so grateful for where I am now. There is a lot of work that needs to be done. There are a lot of things in this country that need to be fixed, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm alive. I have family members. I don't have people, you know, coming after me trying to kill me for the you know color of my skin, um, Lisa. Not that I know of, <laughs> you know, but it just it gives you a such a perspective on it and how important it is to stand up for what you believe in. And that's what I gathered from the whole thing, and, and hopefully was able to share and convey with everyone that I spoke with as well. All right, Therese, we appreciate you. As always, great work. Uh, if you want to catch Therese's. Um, reports go to the newsy website newsy um, um or get the newsy app or if you're on uh ruku just go find newsy and go check it out and just look up for her just i guess you can look up her name and you can find her and then look at her i'm story. the only one <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can look up her story and check it out um be some good things thank you for all the great work that you do uh out there on the uh on the field and um you know, I'm sure the people here in Missouri and uh, would love to see some more of your work. And so, y'all just follow it right there on Newsy, and uh, you'll see all the things Therese does. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Have a good weekend. You too. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, man, that was great. Like, just to hear her talk about um, the things that, how it affect her. And uh, just to hear the story of the young man. I mean, he's oh, six months, maybe six to seven, little baby. And ran out of the house, save his life, and then go to the army and go through the segregated army and all those things. Then come back, deal with it, and still believe what God can do to change things around. And you can't tell that man. Look at this. I mean, God is in the midst of that, you know, because he have every, he can have every reason to hate everything about uh, America or what happened to him. He can he can just throw a caution to the wind and just like I really don't care what happens. But he still has hope and he still believes in what in in what love can do, which is what God can do. It's an amazing story. Amazing story. Y'all should check her stories out, man. The stories that she done here and all the other stories that she does. Really good work. Um, but those stories that she did, especially the story with uh with Hugh, really good work and uh I think you'll like that interview because you used to hear him talk um and tell his story. But again, um that wasn't the only massacre. I mean, we've seen, I don't know if some of y'all may have known, you know, the movie Rosewood. That was a massacre just like Tulsa in um, 1923 in, down in Florida. They did a movie about it. It had um, Vin Raines and uh, a lot of other good uh, actors in that movie um, to uh, play roles in there. And that movie was a really good movie. 
and there's so many others. We had a caller call in a couple weeks ago, tell us about one that was in Springfield, Illinois, and um, East St. Louis. And that East St. Louis one was in 1917. I looked that up myself. But, uh, you know, so it's so many, so many of them. So, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, politic-wise, if you give the people in Tulsa reparations, you open the door for everybody else. But these people didn't ask for this stuff. And he asked for no one to come to their community to burn it down because they were doing the right things. They were being successful. They were just working just like everybody else. It's just same way. Like she said, you know, I wouldn't want no one to just because hey, Ricardo has a successful his radio show is doing really well. Ooh, I hate that. Let me go get rid of him. No. I mean, we always you hear the stories of the American dream, but it's not for everyone. And it should be for everyone because this is the image that we put out there. This is the image that Americans put out there. And in America is all Americans. It's not just one group of Americans. It's all Americans. But we should also own up to the mistakes, too. We should own up to the mistakes. I mean, what do you think other countries are saying when they look at us and say, wait a minute, y'all trying to tell us what to do about civil rights and y'all can't even take care of your own people? I mean, come on. You know, other countries are looking at us saying, sweep around your own front door. Before you sweep around mine, how are you going to tell me what to do? That's probably the reason why we're getting so much conflict with other countries because they're like, could y'all please take care of your own self first? You know, y'all got y'all got um, black and brown people that y'all ain't treating right, so why y'all sweating us? <laughs> you know? I mean, we can write what we want to write. It can be said any way it wants to be said. By the end of the day, that's that's pretty much how they look at it. You know? We're going to go and I'm going to do a couple PSAs, come back, wrap the show up. 442 on this Saturday afternoon. You rocking with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery, a.k.a. The Voice of Gospel Radio. Right here on Straight Talk. You can follow me anywhere, anytime on social media. Just look me up. Ricardo34 on Instagram or Montgomery34 on the Twitter, hit me up, talk to me. Or if you want to find me on Facebook, just go to at Ricardo Straight Talk and go right there on Facebook. Talk to me, tell me what you think. You like me, you love me, you hate me, I don't matter. Just let me know what you think. And we'll be right back with more Straight Talk. We're going to play some of these PSAs. We'll be right back in a minute. Hey. Hey. Okay, Dax. Prostate cancer exam time. Not happening. Dax. Listen, I'd rather do anything than get a prostate exam. I'd rather sit in the middle seat on a long haul. I'd rather sort my nephew's Legos by color. I'd rather watch Fifty Shades of Grey with my mom. I'd rather fold a fitted Where's sheet. Where's the corner? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Dax, a prostate cancer screening starts with a simple blood test, which we are already doing today. Smart. Seriously, it's that easy. Go to PCF.org to learn more. From a baby's first steps to walking your your daughter down the aisle, so many of life's precious moments are spent on our feet, and every step you take contributes to a healthier heart. By walking briskly for just 30 minutes a day, you can lower your risk for heart disease and stroke. So join us and take the first step to a healthier, longer life. The American Heart Association. Life. Life is why.
You're listening to Straight Talk with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You ain't missed nothing. You just in a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Straight Talk in a minute. Get close to the words of the prophets. God is in there. Moses told his people to put scripture in little boxes and tie it to their heads. Strap the Bible to your forehead. Shout proverbs from the rooftops. Post parables on your mirror and on your wall. Pack your margins with notes. Sing the Psalms as your prayers. Read Paul out loud like poetry. Know Isaiah by heart. Love Matthew like a brother. Squeeze the verses like oranges. Do like the Lord told Ezekiel. Eat the scroll and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey. Don't just read the words of the prophets. Eat them. COVID-19 has changed how we express our faith and gather to worship. We all want to get back to how we pray, how we congregate, how we lift our voices in praise. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to spreading the word without spreading concern. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccine become available, you may have questions. Should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Learn more at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, go get vaccine answers. If you're still hesitant about getting your vaccine, if you're still hesitant about getting the vaccine, go, go to vaccineanswers.org and uh, get all the information that you need to let you know. To let you know if you want to go ahead and get your shot or not. Um, also, um, shouts out to all our people that stand out, all our communities uh, that's over here. And um, if you... Um, Again, if you would like to, if you're hungry, get yourself something to eat, go by Miss G's. Miss G's such a soul. Some good food over there. They'll be shutting down by 5.30, y'all. So swing on over there on Vanderbilt. Get yourself some of that good food. Get that madman. That madman to put you on your butt. I'm telling you, it's a good food, man. You'll be eating that for two, three days. It's really good. Go get that madman. Uh, Miss G's on Vanderbilt. Also, shouts out to our friends. Uh, up at the Como Flea Swap It's going on first weekend y'all So if you're looking for that treasure If you're looking for that DVD player Or recorder or whatever it is you're looking for um, If you need like a, Some new lawn chairs or something That you want the old school style You don't want that new school style You want the old school Go up there and check our friends out at Como Flea Swap Right up there on Wagon Wheel Wagon, Wagon Road uh, On the north side of, of Columbia So go by there and check them out Also if you're heading up the road you want to go on up there to Mobley if you if you learn you want to learn more how to um, preach the word, teach the word, 
going up there and see my friends over there at Central Christian College of the Bible. Let my man know. Let my man Brian know that uh, that you heard it right here on Straight Talk. But if you already, you know, you feel good about your Bible stuff, but you need some more books just so you can dive a little deeper, go by there and check out the uh, bookstore too, because they got some great things in that bookstore that can help you develop your spiritual side and um, get you get you going a little bit better. They're the only Christian bookstore within a hundred miles, so it's a real close, real short drive. They go get what you need that'll help you grow in the body of Christ and. If you're up there and you're looking for, you want to get a new car, used car, or if you're in the market for one, go by and see my friends over there at Thomas Motors. Let them know you heard it right here on Straight Talk. Uh, Thomas Motors, they do some great work up there, man. They, they got some very nice cars over there. So go by there and check them out. I'm telling y'all, they do you right. And we're getting closer and closer to Father's Day. I know I mentioned Juneteenth, which I will mention Juneteenth always. Uh, <laughs> but, um, f- fellas, trust me, listen to me. I want y'all. Stop what you're doing. Listen to what I'm saying. If you want to impress your lady and want to get yourself a good Father's Day gift, go get us something from Elegant Warrior. Go to ElegantWarriorInspired.com. Get her a t-shirt. Get her a mug or something nice on there. Because one thing that we don't pay attention to is all the work that they do. And the things that they do that goes unnoticed. And this brand lets the woman know that the work they do doesn't go unnoticed so fellas you want to get something for your mom you want to get something for your wife you want to get something for your daughter you want to get something for your girlfriend whatever it is you want to do get this brand and it separates you from everybody else and lets her know that you know that she is a warrior and all the things that she do to take care of you your family or help you grow up that you love her in a mighty mighty way Go to ElegantWarriorInspired.com, fellas. I'm telling y'all. Check it out. Get yourself on the right track. They will love you forever for that. I mean, they will, but, you know, a little extra love, you know, like brownie points. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but back to the show, y'all. Sport 50 on this Saturday afternoon. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of things, and, and I really want y'all to... Everybody who's out there faithfully listening to the show, you know, we're going we're gonna to find subjects. We're going to talk about topics that affect us all the way around. And mental health, it's, not so, it's something that's a huge thing, but it's something that right here in our area, we can really hone in and do the best we can do. Have our um, local leaders work on doing things better. Uh, figure out how to help our um, police departments, our fire departments, you know, help deal with mental health when they have mental, when they have calls and it just doesn't seem like the right call. You know, let's get let's get the people there so they can get other people there to help help people with these mental health issues, because sometimes it just take a minute. A lot of times you throw throwing a lot of questions at people. If you pull me over. If you pull me over, you come to my house and want to fire, you ask me a bunch of questions, it's going to take me a second to start to answer questions. But just imagine someone who's dealing with mental health and you start throwing three, you can throw two questions at them and it may take a while before they can respond. If you tell them to move, they're like, wait a minute, who are you? You know, like we don't, you know, they may not see, who knows? But you got to have some kind of patience. And I know a lot of times we deal with high stress situations and things happen, but we got to go into certain situations knowing, hey, this is a low stress situation. So it takes communication. 
takes time. Sometimes it could take two, 30 seconds just to make a phone call back to whoever you, who called you to go to the area or whatever. You know, I know some. I know you know being a um, civil service person, you know, could take a lot of it's a lot of high stress situations that they deal with. But we also have to learn how to when we get there how to de-escalate and make things calm so that we can help the people that needs the help so we can do these things and, and that's the great thing about the new straight talk is that yes i may not sometimes may not specifically talk about what's going on in your community but what i talk about will affect your community and the things that we need to do that we can talk about and then we can work on a plan how to make things better is what we want to do straight talk but we want to do it in love everything truth and in love because god is the almighty and if we do things with truth and in love we can make a better community so i look forward to it so we're gonna have we're gonna have some skits we're gonna have some fun i know a lot of you know guys christians you know guys i know at the church every church no matter what church it is majority of guys they want to talk sports so i'm gonna have a little something for y'all you know a little something something well we're gonna have my man tyrone call us up he's gonna tell us what's going on uh sports wise joke around we're gonna so we're gonna have a few skits we're gonna talk real talk uh, still run some psa's so please all men out there if you're over the age of 50 get your prostate checked very important also you know keep up with your exercise and make sure you get your good you know heart pumping and all those things uh so many different diseases out there also that can affect how we do and we want to make sure that we are here for the long haul not the short haul um i know it's easy to go and run grab something to eat sometime but majority of the time let's just stay you know go home and cook yourself something make yourself a turkey burger you know or like me i love to grill so it's summertime so i'm trying to grill every chance i get my wife be like uh-uh, I'm, I'm tired of barbecue i'm tired of you grilling i always want to grill because i ain't nobody got time for that all the time but uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, it's those barbecue videos I watch, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to smoke a brisket. You know, <laughs> I'm trying to do it all. <laughs> but um, we can do, we can get through this thing together. So I look forward to y'all June 14th. Uh, we're gonna kick it off 6 p.m. on your drive home from work. As I like to say, turn the news down and turn me up. Y'all done heard all that stuff before. Ain't nobody talking about nothing. But we gonna talk about what's real and what affects you. We ain't gonna, I ain't gonna tell you. And this, you know what I like. To, well, I like to say turn the news down and turn me up is because you get a chance to speak on what's going on in your community you know when you're watching the news you don't get a chance to talk you just turn around and be like mm, that's a shame mm, I can't believe that happened but no if you turn straight talk on and you listen to straight talk and then you see something you can call me up like you know what I just saw this on the news they said this and this don't make no sense to me and we can flow we can flow just like that yes sir yes sir my promise to you we can flow you know, I'm gonna bring you back to what I was talking about, but we can flow wherever you want to go. So I just want to let y'all know, man. We look forward to it, man. June June 14th, kick it off 6 p.m. You drive home, turn the news down, turn me up. You know, and if you're in the car, you ain't got to worry about the news because you're right here rocking with your boy. So I'm gonna give you some good gospel music. We gonna rock out, gonna have fun. Look, the great thing that you that my ex coworkers used to tell me all the time when I used to work in Milwaukee and Iowa and and Alabama is that. When the day was done, the one thing they enjoyed was riding home with Ricardo 
And I want to give y'all the same experience. I want y'all to enjoy some good gospel music, get turned up, you know, let all that other stuff go that you had to deal with. You know, you get done on Sunday, you go to work on Monday, you never know how the day may be. I want to keep you pumped up. Or I want to I want to take that challenge day and I want to flip it so you can have yourself a great week. And then turn on Serenade Love on Saturday mornings and listen to the boy right again. And they say, you know what? I'm waiting on them on Monday. <laughs> I'm waiting on them for Monday. But that's it for me, y'all. Y'all have a great week. See y'all for the last Saturday next week. Next Saturday is the last Saturday. It's Straight Talk on Saturdays. But then we'll be right here Mondays, 6 o'clock, to turn up. Have ourselves a good time. So I'm going to end y'all with this, man. This is going to be a great song right here. I, I just trust and believe that y'all going to love this song right here, man. Because we're going to end it on a good note because it's hot outside but it feels good you know because a few weeks ago it was cold <laughs> it was kind of cool to be in may and it's like man what is going on out there man it's kind of cold outside <laughs> right but it's hot out there now but uh thank you all so much for all that you're doing man i i know it's uh it feels like an end of an era but it's really not uh, it's just the beginning of a new adventure. Rocking with your boy Ricardo Montgomery, a.k.a. The Voice of Gospel Radio. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. I woke up to the summer shining through Calling on my friends asking what's the move Feeling a little different, I'm on something new Today, today I ain't gonna let no clouds get in my way The only road I'm walking is the one I picked Catch me sitting in the sun, no type of shade Today, today This is the day that the Lord has made and I ain't gonna let it slip away. I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. Today. I'm gonna be joyful. Ooh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, gonna be joyful. Got the feeling that you get when you get new kicks. Bell ringing on the last day of singing, yeah. High fiving everybody, but we out of here. Today, today. So fast, life comes and goes. Make it last, best slow your road. They don't take it as a choice, but you gotta know that today's the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I ain't gonna let it slip away, nah. I'm gonna be joyful. Gonna be, I'm gonna be joyful. Today, I'm gonna be joyful. Yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm gonna be joyful. Today, today. I got the joy down to my heart, down to my heart. Down to my I got the joy, joy down to my heart, down to my heart, down to my I got the J O Y down to my heart, down to my heart, down to my I got the joy, joy down to my heart, two dang, Have you been to Miss G's Touch of Soul? They cooking up something good over at Miss G's, one of Missouri's best kept secrets. Stop by and try the fish and chicken, and if you have a healthy appetite, go for the madman. 
They're located at 1301 Vanderbilt Suite E, open Tuesday through Saturday from 1130 a.m. to 530 p.m. Serving the community for over three years and cooking up food that will touch your soul. Hey, and don't worry about eating at Miss G's. It's easy on your wallet, so that means you won't pay much. Come on by and try for brunch or early dinner. Like the social media pages and see what they cooking up at Miss G's Touch of Soul. You're listening to Straight Talk with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You ain't missed nothing. You just in a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Straight Talk in a minute. When the phone rings, most of us answer the call. We get a text message, we answer the text. But what if God is calling you to ministry? Are you going to answer that call? At Central Christian College of the Bible in Moberly, Missouri, we exist for the sole purpose of helping people answer God's call. Since 1957, Central Christian has been preparing students for the pulpit, for the choir, for the mission field, and for the church. If God has placed a call in your heart, call us at 660-263-3900 or check us out online at cccb.edu. Are you a local entrepreneur looking to start your own business? Are you having a hard time getting folks to notice your items on your social media site? Maybe you're looking for a place you can find things you can't find in any store or online. Well, come on by Como Flea Swap, open twice monthly in Columbia on Wagon Trail Road. Como Flea Swap is the place where vendors and customers can interact. So come on by and go on the hunt for that must-have treasure at Mid-Missouri's only outdoor flea market. Open every first and third weekend each month. For vendor information, call or text 573-309-3777. Come on, please swap to find that must-have treasure. Thanks for listening to the Street Talk Podcast with your boy, Ricardo Montgomery, the voice of Gospel Radio. Please support the friends that support us. Jaguar Self-Defense, please go to their website, jaguarselfdefense.com. Also, go to Central Christian College of the Bible. Their website is cccb.edu. That's cccb.edu. Don't forget to check out Thomas Motors. And their website is thomasmotors.com in Moberly, Missouri. Last but not least, go to Elegant Warrior. Check out elegantwarriorinspired.com for some great products and things to keep you uplifted in Christ. Also, the Now Network has Straight Talk with Ricardo Montgomery. It's on Thursdays from 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11.30 Eastern. So check it out on thenownetwork.org. Looking for the next show? Don't worry. It starts right now.